Hello there, welcome, welcome, welcome to the 10th episode of the Meeple People podcast. 10 episodes. 10 episodes. In 6 months. Yeah. That's, that's not too bad. Okay, yeah. I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, yeah, I, I'm Jamie. I'm Sam. And today we're going to be doing, well, a little bit of an update on our first episode when we're talking about franchises, but we're also going to mainly talk about video game to board game adaptations. And, and board game to video game adaptations. Yes. Um, basically, board games in other media. So um, we will be mentioning some new licenses, some franchise from films and TV, but mainly kind of kind of that video game crossover. Yeah. You know, how does that sit in the industry at the moment? Um, well, it what's goes popular? What's hot and what's not? It <laughs> goes back uh, further than you think, actually. No, completely. But we'll discuss that later. But first, of course, we have the news. So we're going to start by um, talking about a new release of one of our... One of our favourite games we've played this year, I really. Would, I would agree, so yeah. yeah. Um, um, which is Unlock. <laughs> Unlock, as we all know, uh, as if you may be a regular listener, it's the escape room card game. From Space Cowboys? Uh, from Space Cowboys, Asthma Day. And they've well, they released it what, earlier this year? In, the first, uh, in Britain? Yeah, I think we talked about it on the first show. We did, yeah, we did. Uh, they just announced it. Uh, released this year in uh, Europe, the UK. It's in a three-adventure pack. And we played it back at Compulsion. We Compulsion. talked about it on the show, talked yeah. about um, our thoughts about it and how we really loved it as a game, but we think just the way it runs is in that once you've played it, you've played it, and you can't really replay it without just knowing the answers. Yeah, really. I mean, maybe give it a bit of time between them, but absolutely. Yeah, I think you could, you could wait a year and forget what you've done and things, but ultimately... It's not been you know, a year. You know, that base set being... Almost, almost, 20, almost thirty pounds. Yeah, twenty-five to thirty pounds for a one-off experience. I think the way we played it, which is you go along to something that happened to be there, and we sat down and we sat down for four hours and played through yeah, the entire box. Yeah, we barreled through it, and it was absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, just going back to what we said earlier on the previous episode, is I don't know if I'd been happy if I bought that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, there's more adventures yes. coming out, which we're very excited they, about. Now it was announced. A wee while ago, and we meant to talk about it, but lots of things got in the way. But that's never a bad thing. It just means lots of good stuff was was on our way. So now we've got n three new unlock adventures uh, being being announced, and we actually know more about them. So we've got three called The House on the Hill, which is a spooky hunt through a haunted mansion to try and find the Book of the Dead and halt a curse. Oh, that's quite cool. Pretty standard haunted house. One I'm very interested in, The Nautilus Traps. I'm liking this one. It's set in a submarine in very Jules Verne vein. Uh, the submarine is attacked by a sea monster, forcing uh, you to escape and make it to the surface somehow. And finally, another one I'm very excited about, purely for the theme. I'm going to get this wrong. The Tonipal's Treasure Swashbuckling Pirate Adventure. Oh, yeah. They race against a rival treasure hunter to uncover Captain Smith's hidden treasure. Once they escape the prison, the governor has thrown them in, that is. So they've they've announced these separately. There's three separate products. Do we know that that's happening in the UK? Because I know in in America the first three were released individually. Am they I were. Correct? Um, I don't know if they're going to be packaged separately for for the UK. Um, if they are, that's fantastic. Because I kind of prefer it like that. That'd be awesome. But we shall see what happens. We're going to keep close eye on this because, as we said, we really enjoyed it. Um, as an issue with it is the 
the the apps, the, the mobile app that goes with it, the Clue system, has hopefully had a massive improvement because, as we said... Yeah, it's just a bit hit and miss. Yeah, they go from solving it for you to just Very wild, cryptic. Yeah, wildly cryptic, and you're just sitting there for 10 minutes going, or in our case, half an hour, going, what are we doing wrong? Yeah, but but those are those, and we're excited about them. Um, yep. Do we have a date on those? Is it Gen Con-ish? Nope. Uh, um, towards the end of this year. Okay. Yeah. Looking, Although, looking you know, we'll see if there's any news from Gen Con, because it's, it's probably going to happen. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Not Gen, I mean, Gen Con will happen, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, on to the next, next yeah. piece of news. So, uh, big thing at the moment is it's been awards season. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about last episode about, obviously, about Spiel de Yaris. Um, we have our first winner announced from the Spiel Which de Yaris. the Kennerspiel. Yes, the Kennerspiel. Uh, no, it's the Kinderspiel, actually. That's the, sorry, the yes, the Kinderspiel. And the winner was Ice Cool, the Penguin Dexterity Flicking Game set in a... Yeah, and that's been very popular over the past few months at yeah. conventions and things. Um, it looks fantastic. Haven't played it, um, but looks good. Um, I like Dexterity Games. Been getting into Flick 'em Up recently. Oh, Flick 'em Up. Um, which is absolutely fantastic game. Yeah. No, I think more Dexterity Games and things like that are just... just so much fun when, when they work they and they work they work really well oh so good I'm loving Flick'em Up very excited to get my, the chance to try Ice Cool yeah I, also I know we're going to be repeating some of the stuff we mentioned last podcast but never mind we've talked about a little bit about the Origins Awards I don't know the answers to these I'm not going to look I that's don't fine. know the winners that's fine so I am excited um, so to there was Origins uh, Game Fair recently kind mm-hmm. of some people called the warm up to Gen Con but again there was, there was a lot of good things Coming out of it, and the the Origins Awards that were announced. So, uh, I'll go I'll go backwards. So, role playing game. Do we have the um the nominations here as well? Oh, I don't have them anymore. I apologize. Shall we find them quickly, and I'll do a little guessing game as to what I think won. So we talked about them last time, but yes, I'll go and find them. I will. It's going to be seamless editing, and just like that, we're back. Oh yes, right. As if by magic. Okay. So, what's the first one? Family games. Family games. So, we have Cartoon Network Crossover Crisis deck building game. Um, something I've heard about. Yeah. You know. Um, it's interesting to see that get nominees, nominations, though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's not just a... Something that seems like kind of a cash, a cash grab. In. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a Garbage Day, Happy Salmon, Junk Art, Karuba, and Speechless. Now, I admittedly, I think... As quite now classic here on the podcast, there's tons of games that we just don't know about. Nope. Um, that's fine. I'm saying Junk Art. You're saying Junk Art? Winner? Happy Salmon. Happy Salmon. And fan favourite. Oh, fair enough. Um, it looks cute. Comes in a little salmon case. Who doesn't like a little salmon case? Who doesn't like a little salmon okay, case? Okay, role-playing game. Now, there is a role-playing game and a fan favourite. Okay, so I've got to choose a fan favourite and I've got to choose a best one. Yeah, so the role-playing um, game nominees we have. 7th C, 2nd Edition. Curse of Strad, a D&D okay. uh, supplement. Fifth Ed, No Thank You Evil, Star Wars The Force Awakens, hmm. Shadowrun, Seattle Sprawl. There's a lot in this list. Sim- Simbarum? Simbarum? I don't know. Storm King's Thunder, another Fifth Ed D&D supplement. More Star Wars. Edge of Empire, Special Modifications, The One Ring, Horse Lords of Rohan, and Volo's Guide to Monsters. Okay, right. Right, 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 right. So there's a best there that they chose. There is a and there's also there's a, a, a fan favorite. Well, I reckon the fan favorite won't be like there's there's some supplements there, mm-hmm. like there's Star Wars Edge of the Empire special modifications. Now I don't see that being 
I, I don't know. As good as it might be, it's not like, you know, 7th C, 2nd edition is like a, here's the new edition of the game. It's a big old book. Um, Curse of Strahd, I'm saying, right. I'm saying fan favorites going to be Curse of Strahd. Don't tell me yet. And I'm saying... Um, was it going to say anything? Let's give a 7th C. Is the winner. 7th C best and Curse of Strahd. Yeah, I don't know why I'm going with 7th C winner. I just I don't know the rest that much. Um, Role-playing game winner? Yeah. No thank you evil. I don't know what that is. It's a role-playing game. No, I don't, yeah. Fan favorite role-playing game. Come on. Star Wars Edge of Empire. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was pleasantly surprised by that. Well, that shows how much I know. Right. Yeah. Moving on. We have traditional card games. Uh, okay, yes. Traditional card game. Yes. So we have Dream Home. I know of that one. We have Fabled Fruit. I don't know of that one. Oh, it's Friedman Freeze. Nice. Kanagawa. I've played that We have played one? Kanagawa. I have played that one, yes. Kodama. I've played that one. Uh, we have Lotus. I don't know what that is. We have Mystic Veil. I know that one. Oh my goodness. I don't know what that is. The Big Book of Madness. I know that one. What do you think won? Now, I would love Kodama to win. It's it's is, is there a fan favourite in this as well? Is it two? Uh, it actually won. No, is, is, is there a fan favourite? No, there there's a... one because it won just card one. game and fan favourite. Oh, oh, jeez. Um, it's Mystic Veil, vale, isn't it? It's Mystic Veil. Vale. Yeah. Spot um, on, boy. Yeah. See, I, I really liked Kanagawa. Um, we put it up on Instagram a couple, couple of weeks ago, yeah. A couple of weeks ago, because we played it, and um, it was a nice game. It was a nice game. I, I don't think it was particularly innovative at all. It was a very pretty game, obviously. That's what it's going for. It's about art. You're, you're, you're playing as a painter. Um, how much that actually goes comes through in gameplay, I, I don't know. Um, it's a set collection game. Yep. At, at the, you know, as, as if you want to be simple about it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's very pretty. The pieces are fantastic. Oh, quality. Um, yellow are, are up there with some brilliant, um, brilliantly designed they're, games. They're, all, they're always really kicking it out of the park when it comes to... And... Yeah, so I, I liked Kanagawa. Um, I don't know if I'd buy it. I'm happy that I have the chance to play it yeah. through you. Um, Kodama, I think, mm. is an absolutely fantastic game. Good. I've I think ne- I've never played it. You haven't played it? Um, mm. It just takes a card game and makes it... It just does something completely different. So okay. you're, you're, you're building a tree. I don't, you've seen it played? Oh, I've, I've seen it played. I, yeah. n- I know so the, you're the building a tree and you're putting cards down on the table and each, each card is, is an extra branch for your tree and you, you connect them and there's certain rules as to how you can place cards so they can't be overlapping or they can't go beneath the base of your tree yeah. and they can't fall off the table or spool onto someone else's tree. And, but then the Kodama, the tree spirits, is what you're trying to invite into okay. your into your tree. And so it's kind of they've got certain wind conditions and stuff. Yeah, and right? they've got certain conditions that they want to see in a tree before they'll come to you, and they award okay. you points and things. And nice. It's just a lovely little game, you know. It's not particularly thinky. Um, I think you can play it and have a good chat whilst you're playing it, which I always mm. like about games, you know, that you don't have to be fully invested in yeah. the game. Um, it's a lovely game. But then Mystic Veil winning. Uh, Mystic Veil, for people who don't know, is a card-building game. Yeah. where um, in, in similar to Gloom, the cards are slightly transparent in certain areas. Yeah, and they come... sleeves yeah. and you'll basically build a character through a game. Um, the one person I've spoke to who've played it said it was really good, but like with a lot of card games, until they release more expansions, you kind of go, here's the it's best. It's a bit limited at the yeah. moment, yeah. But that's not a bad thing. You know, it's just, it's no, I think it's a great it's idea, and if that can be... 
you know, really pushed forwards in the future, that could be really strong, really cool. Game accessories, I'm not going to be able to talk about this. Okay, well, the winner was the Blood Rage Organizer, which okay. it's an Eric I'll Black take it, game. that's... So, an organizer... Is that just an insert through a box? Yep. Cool. Well done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Board game, right. I was going to save this to the end. The okay, collectible, collectible games. Collectible games. We've got Yu-Gi-Oh! Breaker of Shadow Booster. Pokemon XY11 Steam Siege Booster, Magic the Gathering, Kaladesh, Marvel Hero Clicks, Uncanny X-Men Booster Pack, Brick, sorry, mm-hmm. and Card Fight Vanguard Fighters Collection. Well, there's only two games that I've played. There's Those... A fan, there's a fan favourite and a an award winner. There's a fan favourite, okay, and an award winner. I've played Pokemon, I've played Magic. Yep. Um, I've spent more on Pokemon than I have on Magic. Um... No longer play, by the way. Um, ain't no way. Come on. Ain't no way. Um, see, I really don't know, because I don't know the other games. Um, I don't do I'm going to say fan favourites Pokemon. People okay. love a bit of Pokemon. And winner? I don't know. Card fight Vanguard. Why not? Why uh, not? Collectible game winner? Pokemon. Pokemon won. Congrats, And Pokemon. fan favourite, of course it would be Magic the Gathering. Magic the Gathering, yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Miniatures game. Miniatures game. We got... Warhammer 40k Kill Team. Mm-hmm. Conflict 47 with I a K. I don't know what that is. Uh, I, uh, Dragon Rampant. I don't know what that is. Tanks! I know what that is. It's Tanks. <laughs> Sorry, it's and tank, Tanks. And Drop Commander. And Drop Commander by Hawk. War Games. Cool. Again, are there fan favourites and stuff? Nope, just one. Just one. Okay, oh, no, Sorry, no. Miniature game and fan favourite. It, it won both. It won both. Um, see, I don't know Conflict 47 and I don't know Dragon Rampart. Um, I think because we're not really miniatures game miniature gamers and we're not in that kind of community, we don't know what is big at the moment. No. I think with board games, I think we're we're fairly known. We know we're, what's we're, yeah. popularish and stuff. Um, Drop League Commander, I know was huge. I've spoken to a lot of people who've played it, and they just feel it fell a bit flat. Again, at that time point in time when it came out, there was very much that kind of well, this is the one way to win type thing. Yeah, because the era makes sense. Um, I hear Kill Team. I hear Kill Team is pretty good. Um, led by the New Games Workshop, as they are branding themselves. Um, we'll go with Kill Team. You're going to go with Kill Team? Spot on. Boom. Boom. Okay. Board game. Board game. This is the big one. This is the big game. Okay, the game here won board game, family fan favorite, and it won the game of the year. So we have Blood Rage. By Daddy Lang. We have Clank by Renegade Games, Paul Denham. Cry Havoc by Portal Games. Feast for Odin by Z-Man Games. How about Uwe Rosenberg? Islebound by Red Raven Games. It's a beautiful game. Mountains of Madness 2nd Edition. Scythe. Mm. Star Wars Rebellion. Terraforming Mars. Ooh. And World's Fair 1893. Ah, uh, right. All, most of these games you will see crop up in board game lists of all the award seasons. Right, I am going to um, pick and choose stuff now. Right, Blood Rage is a maybe. Okay. Clank's gone. Quite Havoc's gone. Feast for Odin, gone. Islebound, gone. Mountains of Madness, gone. World's Fair, gone. That leaves us with Terraforming Mars. Rebellion, Scythe. Blood Rage. Right. Ah. I'm going to say this. You're on the right track. I'm on the right track. Rebellion. I'd love to win. Right. So what did this win? This won three. Board game? Yep. Fan favorite. Yep. And it won game of the year. Okay. It's not Rebellion. Sadly, it's not Rebellion. I just don't think they'd. I don't know. Okay. No, okay. Oh, maybe Blood Rage. Terraforming Mars. Terraforming Mars is huge. Board game of the year. Fan favorite. And what was the last one again? Game of the year. Game of the year. Don't you put out your misery. Just best thing. 
Scythe. 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 Boom, I got it. Got there in the end. Well done. So that's the Origins Awards. That's we'll, Origins. Yeah, we'll tell you more about the um, the Dice Tower Awards when they come out. And obviously we'll let you know about uh, yeah. the Spiel de Yaris when they get announced. Now, I've got two more very quickly. Different. Very quickly. Okay. It's the Imagination Gaming Family and Education Game Awards. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. It's the fifth annual Global Hobby Game Awards. Um, so there's, there's lots of different categories here I don't know the nominations so I'm just going to give you the Go for it. the winner so the uh, Family Silver Award so Games Playing with Family so Silver Award winners are Ticket to Ride First Journey it's a children's version of Ticket to Ride yeah it looks great it does it does my first Stone Age okay Stone Age for, for children or it sounds quite interesting. Um, hop, exclamation mark, which I don't know anything about. Final Touch, which I know nothing about. Do we know what the Family Silver Award is? No, they, they're, they're giving it to multiple yeah, I games. Think, I think it's so. safe. Oh, so this is just an accolade they're giving to games. Yeah. It's not necessarily as a it's, winner. It's not, they're it's just, not an award. It's, yeah. just a, it's like the Mensa Select Awards. Yeah. It's solely funded by a company called Imagination Gaming, independently assessed by panels of experienced education professionals and family game enthusiasts. Okay. Covers 10 specific categories to recognise the benefits all ages can get from combining learning, fun, and education. Oh, so it's edutainment. Awesome. Uh, other silver awards, Aladdin and the Magic Lamp. And Final Touch, I don't know anything about them. Cortex Challenge won Family Bronze Award and Problem Solving Gold Award. Winners of some gold awards, we have The Mysterious Forest. Now, that isn't The Forest by Rory, is it? That's, a different that's not The Forest Dragon by Rory. No, that's a different game. We have Storyline, Scary Tales, which run Family Gold and Literacy Gold. Mm-hmm. Pyramid Arcade. And winning the best imagination gaming game of the year, Unlock. Boom. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, and the one that's slightly... Not out there, but it's a slightly unusual one, which is the Diana Jones Award. Oh, I've heard about this, yeah. This is, did I tell you about this before? I read the article... Oh yeah. Um, so the uh, the Diana Jones Award was created back in the eighties by the staff uh, in the UK of TSR Hobbies. Um, it was a oh gaming company. I believe they did D and D before it was mm-hmm. bought by Wizards. Uh, the name Diana Jones comes from the burnt remains of the final copy of the the very badly received Indiana Jones RPG. All copies of this RPG were destroyed apart from the front cover of one, which is badly burnt and encased in a perspex pyramid. And you see Diana <laughs> Jones on it. It's been handed out to people, games, events, and companies that represent excellence in gaming since 2001. So this year, the nominees, six nominees. Now, this is very interesting because it's all aspects of gaming. It's all so aspects. how they judge this is going to be very interesting and who wins this will be very interesting. But so go for it. What we have is very interesting. So we have The Beast. A single-player erotic card game that involves players keeping a secret diary recording their sexual encounters with a monster. Mm-hmm. Well then. End of the Line. A live-action role-playing game set in White Wolf's One World of Darkness. Uh, it, yeah, it, took, it originally took place in an abandoned mental asylum in Helsinki for six hours last year. Fantastic. Sounds interesting. Gen Con. Just... Gen Con. Gen Con as, as the convention. Um, Gloomhaven, the table-destroying massive box. It's role-playing adventures, it's dungeon crawling, and it's Euro mechanics, permanent uh, permanent game mechanics, legacy mechanics, thank you. 
know. Massive, massive box. Uh, the Romance Trilogy. It's a series of RPGs that focus on love and relationships. There is a two-player RPG based around first dates, a smaller group RPG considering a love, concerning a love triangle, and a LARP that encourages player characters to explore love outside of their existing relationships. And finally, Terraforming Mars. Yeah, it's interesting. It's um, nominating obviously such a wide range of things is is odd, but it'd be interesting. So that's announced at Gen Con. We'll find out later. Right yeah, yep. August sixteenth, um, beginning beginning of Gen Con. Fantastic. The fiftieth anniversary. We'll keep you updated. Yeah. Now, last bit of news, and I'm excited. We've got some Monopoly news. Of course we do. We found Monopoly news, of course. That's always a bit of Monopoly news. And I think this is going to be particularly interesting for Sam. If you've listened to the podcast before, you know that Sam is a big fan of Nintendo. Quite like Nintendo. Once I'm a big fan, I think people could challenge that. And in these days of fandom, I think I would not be considered a big okay, fan. No, but I, I very much like, like a good Nintendo. Hasbro <laughs> and Nintendo have joined together to create Monopoly Gamer. A new oh. version of Loppy Stein Nintendo characters and adding new gameplay. Hold on, whoa, whoa, whoa. New They're gameplay. They're bringing new gameplay to Monopoly. We're no, through the looking glass here, people. I would actually like to point out they do this quite often. No, I know they do, I know. With the different editions, Monopoly Empire. Um, We're about building brands. Monopoly, there's probably more, I can't remember any. Monopoly. That's, Monopoly. that's the extent of that, right. So the goal is shifted from money to points. Players gain points from doing a variety of things, including collecting No, you can't points. say it's gone from money to points. That's the same thing. It's the same thing. That's not changing gameplay. Come on, Hasbro. <coughs> Come on, Hasbro. The Monopoly Gamer Edition game will feel familiar yet fresh to both Monopoly and Nintendo fans. As players race around the board to collect complete levels, i.e. buy property, collect coins, money, either from the bank or by using special powers to take them from other players... And battle legendary bosses to rack up points and win the game. I do like a legendary boss. Players can choose from fan-favorite Super Mario character tokens like Mario, Donkey Kong, Princess Peach, and Yoshi. For the first time in Monopoly history, and not just um, uh, house rules, each character token has its own unique power-up ability. For example, landing on the Superstar board will activate Princess Peach's Superstar ability to collect rent from the bank. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, they can also activate a special power-up boost by rolling the power-up die. This this is out, by the way. I'm is just it out. This it? is out. No, it's out in it's out in August. It says starting today, the Monopoly Gamers Collector's Edition is available at GameStop in the US. <laughs> this is out. Wow. But featuring a premium packaging and bonus Bowser token. I just so these actually have very nice playing pieces, to be honest. They do. And also, additional characters will be for sale. In Monopoly Gamer Power Pack expansions. Like, We're now getting expansions God. for Monopoly. Okay, I never really s- hope that's a blind buy thing. That would be <laughs> so good. Oh my goodness. When they say Monopoly, it's just tiny little Mario figures. That's all this is. Yeah. Um, now, when, you, when I first saw it, I was like, holy crap, is this Amiibos? Like, are they making like an Amiibo Monopoly? Mm-hmm. Which would be interesting, to be honest. Um, and would nicely tie in with our theme today. Absolutely. Um, sadly, that's not the case. They look like mini amiibos, basically. Um, yeah. Am I excited? No. Am I <laughs> surprised? No. Am I interested? No. no. <laughs> um, I like the way it's called Monopoly Gamer. It's yeah. not called Monopoly Mario. I think. I, I think, think that's, that's very I, interesting. I think it's their first step in a new, 
uh, and not a new direction. They might be doing Monopoly Gamer and do other other franchises. Yeah. I don't know what else. I mean, I, I say I don't know what else they could do. They could do anything. The goal has shifted from money to points. That's not... The th- no, it's the same goal. You oh. can't pay with points, mate. can't pay with points. Well, I oh, we can visit Hasbro's website and read the full press. Oh, you just so read. was the full press release. It was so the full press. Oh, we've got pictures of a board though. Oh, you get little Mario coins though, which is nice. Of course. Um, and player cards, yeah, actual player cards with powers on them. But other than that, it's the same game. Looking around the board, you know, all, all your favourites, free parking, they're not, they're not go to change. jail. They're not going to change All the, your favorites. The, the essential formula of Monopoly. Come on. Of course not. Um, I played Monopoly recently. Did you? Went on a holiday, played Monopoly. It was um, it was awful, and I lost. <laughs> See, now Sam and I have both played Monopoly in separate occasions uh, after we said that we were going to play Monopoly together, and both of us have just gone, Ugh. Yeah, I'd, li- I'd love to play a game with you. And play it by the rules, and then play a game with adding in all and those. Yeah, we said we were going to do it. We play once, yeah. with the, once with the game rules, once with a bunch of house rules. Yeah. See if it makes the game any There's better. There's a picture of someone pretending to play the game there. Oh, it's lovely. It's beautiful. Okay. It's a beautiful thing. So yeah, have a, if you want to have a look at Monopoly Gamer Nintendo oh, Edition. Oh. Yes, they've got a custom. Oh, that custom D6. dice is. Am- oh, I love it. They've got. Uh, it's a custom it's, it's, D6 with just a load of Mario symbols got, on it. Uh, it looks like engraved red shell. Uh, if that's not worth block. your twenty-four ninety-nine dollars, what is? What is, eh? Anyway. Okay. We've got a, the rest of the show to and do. And that is one news. So on with the show. Absolutely. So as we said in the beginning, we're talking about video game, board game adaptations, uh, both ways, board games, uh, gaming, board game in the media, different mediums. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna kick off this with some new license acquisitions. Acquisitions, yes. Um, and the first few come from IDW. Yep, ID. Uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry for that silence. IDW Games. Um, Famous for Machikoro is, is one of their big ones. No, I thought it was no, Pandasaurus. No, um, it's both of them. Ah, okay. But IDW are the publisher for that one. Ah, okay. Um, so we have two things. We have, well, celebrating the 50th anniversary of the iconic film and actually designed by Richard Lonius from uh, the Arkham Horror Defenders of the Realm fame. IW has partnered with 20th Century Fox to produce a series of games based on the Planet of the Apes. Whoa, 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 a series? A series of games. Of games. Don't know anything more about it. Or we oh, know. that's all we've got. Oh, that's a shame. But we know... But, uh, we, we know, know October 2017. Yep. Um, uh, the, first, the first game, which in the classic, the classic film packaging, um, it's a cooperative adventure board game. Fantastic. One to four players each take control of one aspect of the psyche of the protagonist, Colonel George Taylor, Mm. and all must work together to survive. To celebrate the 50th anniversary, the first printing only will contain four limited edition miniatures because gamers can't get enough of them sweet, sweet miniatures. I'm going to keep an eye out for this. I love a co-op. Yes. This sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. You're all controlling one guy. That's cool. Um, and I'm 
you know, I'm I'm good with the with the license. There, there was another there was a game recently, a uh, role playing game. I'm gonna get the name wrong. I think it was called Bluebeard's Bride or something like that. Uh, and it came out. Oh, is it Bluebeard's Castle possibly? And either way, yeah. Uh, no, it's not Bluebeard's Castle. That's an opera. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're you're each controlling uh, for a couple of players. You're each controlling um, an aspect. Of the bride of Bluebeard mm-hmm. from the, I don't want to say fairy story, but it is. And again, same thing, controlling aspects of the psyche and you decide where the, where the bride goes and what she discovers and what she does. Okay. Um, so I, like, I really like this idea that it's, it's not a new idea, but it's becoming more and more prevalent that you are t- you know, you're controlling aspects of the psyche. Yeah, no, I like that. And you actually have to, it actually forces you to work together because you're all part of the same mind. So, that's going to be a series of games. Um, this first one's a co-op, which I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm good with. Yeah, no, by, by far my favourite games are co-op games, I'd say. Planet, and, um, Planet of the Apes, according to the press release, puts one to four players on a crash course with feral foes, deadly environments, and unbridled psychological horror. Sounds good. Follows the plot of the original film. Man on Planet of Apes. Man on Planet of Apes, yes. Cool. 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 Next o- license. The other license they've We're got. still with IDW. Yep, absolutely. Uh, this is announced uh, June... Well, it was announced a wee while ago, but... A couple of days ago, I thought, wasn't it? Oh, it's been, it's been a- kicking about for a wee while. Maybe a couple of weeks, but... June 22nd, officially announced. It's conti- uh, IDW's continued relationship with Nickelodeon. It's going to make ta- uh, tabletop games based on Avatar The Legend of Korra. And the first thing we're bringing out is The Legend of Korra Pro Bending Arena. And I know that long-time listener Ross, a.k.a. Digby, will be very pleased with this. I'm quite excited about it as well. Um, no, it's just something you always talk to me about. Um, and wanting a miniatures game or some kind of thing yeah. in that world, in that style, the pro bending thing. Pro bending things just looks kind of cool because it was just a sport out of the element bending, which was quite badass. Um, my only worry with it is just my own personal hang-up because I'm not a huge fan of deck-building games. Is it a deck-builder? It's a deck-builder. Cool. Um, it depends how it works. Exactly. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, um, it's, it's my personal hang-up. I mean, it's going, oh, I don't know about that, but I'm sure it'll be absolutely, you know, it'll, it'll be fine. Yeah, no, I think it'll be really cool. Um, great theme. Yep. Um, Hopefully they'll have a good mesh. It won't just be a pasted-on theme. No, hopefully. Um, and hopefully this means they've got um, the rights to do Legend of Ang stuff as well, which will be, be quite Very cool. interesting. Um, yeah, again, keep an eye on this. Oh, absolutely. Um, licenses always take with a bit of caution. Oh, I would say... Maybe a little bit dodgy and things, like, and yeah. usually you can bank on an unlicensed game, maybe being a better game, to be honest, because uh, it's just people doing what they want to yeah. do. Sometimes. Um, um, it's a, this is a suit of... fabulous licensed games out there, don't oh, get me wrong, we've talked about that. Yes. Um, obviously, um, there's a game great fans of Star Wars games, of and... Um, Lord of the Rings, Game of Lord Thrones. Lord of the Rings games, Game of Thrones games, um, and there's some fantastic things out there. Um, there's a game coming out, and I can't remember the name of it right. Super Mario Monopoly games. Oh, Super Mario Monopoly. Uh... There's a game coming out, uh, Lord of the Rings license, and it is basically letters from Whitechapel or Scotland Yard or Fury of Dracula, um, the Lord of the Rings, where you're getting from Frodo from the Shire. It's like a double-sided game board. You're so you get escaping some... the Shire, aren't you? Yeah. The, yeah. It's, oh no, because no, it's double-sided game board, which is great. So the first part is 
you're Frodo and escaping the Shire to like Rivendell, mm-hmm. and then from Rivendell, it, like the gate, the board like flips over, and then it goes Rivendell to Mount Doom. Oh, fantastic! Um, Meanwhile, I, I take it someone else is playing Nazgul. Nazgul, and you're Nazgul. running away. Fantastic. Oh. No, sounds really cool. Again, we'll keep an eye out on this, oh, and yeah. we'll give you an update. Um, that's probably something that I'm likely to get. Yeah, to yeah. be honest. Um, like a good Lord of the Rings game, like a good deduction game, hidden movement, and movement all game. that stuff is fun. So um, it's it's uh, not IDW, and we're going to leave them for a wee while. Uh, recently, Dungeons and Dragons had a big thing called Stream of Annihilation. There was a new lots of announcements. They announced mm-hmm. a new um, a new storyline called Tomb of Annihilation, which is kind of following on f- uh, a little bit from the Tomb of Horrors. Yep. Uh, but they've also released. This uh, is interesting for me. Yeah, this is a new game. So we, may, I don't know if we've talked about it before, but the game Betrayal at House on the Hill, it's kind of seen as one of the kind of, the more kind of famous games that kicks out of the kind of board game revolution. Have you played? I have not played. I have. Now, it's interesting. I think it's in dire need of a new release, mm-hmm. of a new edition. Funnily enough, of, Sam. No, no, like a whole, oh. I, 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 no, I get this, and this is a re-theming that we're going to talk about, yes. but I think it needs a, a rules update, a si- kind of a system update. There was... There's good things about it, but it's just a bit... A bit bloated. uh, Not that. It's just a bit clunky and a bit... mm, Okay. It's all right. I wouldn't buy it. Okay. But anyway, on with the news. Yes. So, it's Betrayal at House on the Hill with a D&D theme. It's called Betrayal at Boulder's Gate. And it's essentially going to be the same thing. D&D House on the Hill. Yep. The Shadow of Baal has come over Baldur's Gate, city in the Forgotten Realms. Summoning monsters and other horrors from the darkness, as you build and explore the iconic city's dark alleys and deadly catacombs, you must work with your fellow adventurers to survive the terrors ahead. That is, until some horrific evil turns one, or possibly more, of you against each other. Was it a Mind Flayer's psionic blast, or the whisperings of a deranged ghost that caused your allies to turn traitor? You'll have no choice but to keep your enemies close. Cool. Amazon's already pre- put it up for pre-order. Oh, if we can have a look at the pricing on that as well, then that would be cool. Um, I'm guessing like 70 quid. Uh, I'm gonna um, guess, I think it might be dollars. $50 plus... Oh, yeah, $50, but if it's shipping to the UK, $21 thing. So yeah, we're looking about 50, 50, 50 quid. 60 quid. Um, yeah, no, again, this is probably something I won't end up playing. Um, I do, I the D&D world and stuff is great, um, but maybe they have um, updated this maybe. quite nicely. And, and I imagine they have done some rules changes and stuff and streamlined it a bit more and whatever. I do like the back of the box which says, Never split the party unless someone is the traitor. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know if you know that about um, Betrayal at House on the Hill. That, I've, um, I've seen it played. Yeah, I saw the concept it played on of it. Uh, Tabletop. And it's it's cool. I I think there's. I I think it's a really good, almost gateway game. Okay. In yeah. a sense yeah. that it's easy to grasp and actually introduces you to a lot more th- things than maybe you'd first thought about if you hadn't played board games before, like um, you know, hidden roles and stuff like that. And someone is revealed to be the traitor, and there's like. It tries to be very story driven, but then I think it falls apart sometimes in that as well. Um, you know, the combat system, I think, was I remember being fine. Um, it's It feels a lot like a um, like a Cthulhu game. Okay, yeah. Um, um, and it kind of... 
a lot of the stories in it reference that kind of thing, but they never actually mention it by name, which I find very odd with that being a public license. So I don't know whether yeah. I don't know why they haven't really embraced. Maybe, just maybe they were just trying to shy away from being another Cthulhu being game. Going, oh, we stuck Cthulhu in it like so many games do. First expansion, oh Cthulhu. No, completely. Um, it's interesting. Like yeah. I, I'd play it if people wanted to. Would never choose to play it. Probably, um, it's fine. Anyway, next, Overworld Games has announced that they are publishing Total Recall, the official tabletop game. Oh, this is the original uh, Arnie Paul Verhoeven film. Now, I've, I haven't seen Total Recall, um, new or old. Neither have I, sad to say. So this is a board game? Yes. Card game, board game? It is, uh, I believe it's a card game. Have you heard of the game Good Cop, Bad Cop? No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Hidden role game, kind of. Cool. So, similar to things like... Uh, the resistance, yeah, or, yeah. Um, but kind of a bit more, a bit more mm-hmm. adversarial. Your objective is to find and eliminate the opposing leader of. Uh, you're secretly on the federal colony or rebel team, so find and eliminate the opposing leader, and you'll need the help of other players on your team to secure your victory. Uh, you begin in a dream armed with a gun. You can exit the dream, become a scientist, where you manipulate the dream from outside to take the win for yourself. Nice. I'm afraid I haven't s- played. Uh, not I'm not played. I haven't seen Total Recall, so I, some mm-hmm. of those references are slightly beyond me. However, keep an eye on it. It's oh, it's launching on Kickstarter in, aug- in August. A deluxe version and a not safe for work pack. Um, and standard version will be be available in shops next year. Um, surely that comes with a if we get funded. Yeah, absolutely. Um, asterisk next to that, um, which I'm sure it will. Yeah, because it's. Cashing in on nostalgia. Anyway, so moving away from uh, games mm-hmm. of licenses. Yeah, so. we're now going to talk about um, board games to video games. Something yes. that's becoming very popular recently. Well, is, no, uh, uh, it's become more popular recently, but again, it's been going on a very long time. Like going back to the not the birth of video games, but almost the beginning. Because you oh, had no, completely. 1991, uh, Monopoly was on the NES. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's not new. It's just becoming with the growth of things like Steam, you can just get oh, so much more on you. Know, and I've seen Cluedo and all that stuff play, um, played on. Yeah, games. but now we're, but now we're getting. I think that's the thing. Very early on, it was kind of those um, the family games the family and games, accessible yeah. games. Where actually now we're getting some some serious heavy hitting board games come to Very heavy come to the come come to Steam and come mm-hmm. to the PC. Um, yeah, and iOS. Yeah. Um, which is almost more interesting. I, I like that iOS a- aspect. Um, I think I'd play, like, if I had a, a big tablet, um, I think I'd have lots of lots of board yeah. games on there. The, the, um, last, the last couple of weeks, there have been a, quite a few announcements of, of PC adaptations of, of board mm-hmm. games and tabletop games. Now, I'm not going to go through all of them because there is so many. That but it, we're going to talk about some big ones. Some big ones. So we've got so just some small announcements. Um, haven't played it, but Race for the Galaxy is now out on PC, and that's a big game. That's you know, a big that's game. A, that's a loved uh, game. Deck, uh, deck, legendary deck building game heading to PC and mobile. Mm-hmm. And I, I think all this as well follows on from um, you know many years ago now. Um, Magic the Gathering. Yep, going been putting putting video games out for for, for years. Oh, yeah. You know, um, and with the rise of things like Hearthstone. As well, and now um, we've got Gwent coming out soon well, um, from The Witcher, 
and I think Elder Scrolls are even doing one. And obviously that follows on from what, what Hearthstone kind of started. And, that um, lucrative CCG market. And also, oddly, I think it's worth noting that um, the World of Warcraft collectible trading card game TCG. Um, that existed, but then stopped because they started Hearthstone. Oh! So they moved that online. Essentially, they watered it down. Yeah. Um, but supposedly kept many of the same elements. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's that's interesting to see that the. I, I suppose that's probably just Blizzard wanting to stay on one platform. Um, but you know, and now you've had a whole heap of things follow that in wanting to be that kind of, you know, that that quick play strategy card game that is on that is on PC and it isn't a card game you know it's, it's, it's a PC game um, and I think that's really interesting and then we've seen the rise of um, as you're saying just board games now porting themselves onto onto PC well, I'm, for, um, for example one I'm talking about right uh, I want to talk about um, Path have you ever played Pathfinder Sam? Um, the only my only experience with Pathfinder is with the adventure card game. Okay, yes. Which uh, I think I've talked about before. You have talked about it. Interesting, yes, very cool. Check it out, actually. Yes. If you're a fan of adventure card games, I love them. It's, uh, cool. it's a cool one. There's, a, digi there's a, digi bleh, a digitization of Pathfinder Adventures. Mm -hmm. There's a Pathfinder um, MMORPG coming next year. Yep. Pathfinder Online. But now they've announced that one of the, probably the most famous, um, I don't know how to describe it, modules, I guess. Yep. Uh, adventures kingmaker is getting its own its own game cool um games that over a period of five years saying the core story's clocking in around 40 so hours kind of like a, a Baldur's gate type thing neverwinter type very thing. very Baldur's yep. gate neverwinter um i've played the kingmaker RPG. I've, there's three parts i've only played the first part mm -hmm. but i very much enjoyed it I'm not going to say it because I know people... And that's using the Pathfinder system. That's using the Pathfinder system, characters, you can... Which, if people don't know, was basically um, took over D&D 3.5 when 4th edition came out. 4th edi right? edition was announced and it people came didn't out like people, weren't <laughs> people weren't happy about it at all. It was one of the most polarising... And Pathfinder came along which offered people to use their 3.5 stuff. It, they just went, do you, know what? do you know what, we're going to keep producing 3.5 compatible stuff, we're going to keep expanding on it with our own world, our own class and stuff, and Pathfinder is just exploded. Took off, and they've never really changed it, have they? That's one of the big things. They've not really made some changes, they've kept the system, I mean, it's it's a good level I, of I detail. I suppose it's gone through a few editions. Um, like not a few really. Of, no? <coughs> So sorry. No, nope. okay. they pretty much kept the same core rules that they started with. They've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of expansions mm -hmm. um, and little modules and stuff. So you've got adventures, you've got new things. They've added, you know, they've got new classes being added. You've got a, a summoner who's basically a Pokemon trainer. You've Fantastic. Gunslingers. They've re recently announced one which is um, Undersea Adventures. Mm -hmm. So it's whole monster tables and magic items and how to deal with. Adventuring Under Sea. Which yeah, so we've got that coming out um, in August. So I suppose that's kind of a Gen Con release as well. Yeah. That will probably be shown off there. Um, it's, it's, um, and, it's, and again, probably if that is a Gen Con thing, that's very interesting to see actually video games being demoed at, at gaming conventions. Well, it's, it's been kickstarted. Okay, that's interesting. Asking for half a million. And which I'm sure they'll get. Yeah. It's Pathfinder. Quite well. Um, but yeah. So yeah, so as you said, there's lots and lots and lots of games board games being mainly video adaptations now the, the biggest company in the world right now Asmodee yep games company basically in the world. owns everyone yep so they have uh, their own digital wing funny enough called Asmodee Digital and they 
on their website. You know, they advertise. The games that they've got are Lexigo Rush, which I don't know about. Vampire the Masquerade, mm-hmm. which I was kind of surprised to hear about. I think it's a choose-your-own-adventure. Mage the Ascension, Refuge. Again, I mean, a choose-your-own-adventure from World of Darkness. Pathfinder Adventures, what we were just talking about. Mr. Jack... Uh, uh, Jack the Ripper finding yep. game, which probably I haven't played it, but Mysterian, uh, which Mysterian. is game we love. I think we talked about that as we well. Um, Onirim, which I don't know about. Jack. I do know about, and it looks really interesting. I think it's about it's this thing about dreams and stuff. I f- I believe. Oh, nice. Um, looks really interesting. Yeah. Jaipur, which is two player. Oh, and they've updated the graphics. I wonder if that yeah. means a new edition in the future. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, it's a two player trading. trading I think game. it's one of the best two player games out there. I was slightly underwhelmed by it. That's a shame. But maybe it's because it was hyped up a lot. Um, Potion Explosion, I know nothing about. I don't know. Cult Express, which I love. One of Jamie's favourite games. Uh, not my favourite. I love it. I think it's good. And one of my favourite games, Small, Small World. World. Splendor, fantastic, which is getting a new expansion very soon, which is going to be four expansions in one mm-hmm. modular. Pandemic, which is just coming out very soon. Remember Pandemic? Pandemic Legacy game. 2 is coming out soon. Pandemic Legacy Season 2. Oh, um, Scratch Off World Map. Looks so cool. Scratch Off World Map. Looks so cool. Um, yeah, what we talked about last time, Pandemic, the board game, the video game. Yeah. Uh, one that I don't think Sam knows about, which I'm going to keep quiet. Ticket to Ride, which is Yeah, I think that's, that's I, been I, out I, on um, iPads playing, and things for it years. It is. It has. When I started playing with my, girlf- uh, my girlfriend... We both bought Ticket to Ride and spent a lot of time playing it um, yeah, no, online. It's, it's great fun and buying a lot of the maps for cheap. Mm-hmm. And they've recently announced Spot It Duel, a double game. Oh, cool. So it's basically it's going to be a two-player uh, two player kind of duel game based on Double, which is Asmodee's biggest selling game. Yeah, I heard about this. Interesting. Probably because of like the £12 yeah. price point. Um, but this is an iOS game. Yep. It's at Spot It is also its name. Yeah, iOS uh, game coming out very soon. Or is there it? is a trailer online as well. Yep. Um, oh, no, it's glo- global release today. Oh, it's free. It's free. Yeah, it's a freemium game, which... Um, you going to yeah. download it? Yep, you're going to do it? I'm going to do it. Nice. Buying new cards, fight in different arenas, because that makes a difference. Um, special events with unique rules for added variety. Ooh. Yeah, just... And that's, that's just Asmodee. I mean, as I said, I'm not going to go through all of them. But I had a quick look through st- uh, Steam recently. I typed in the tag, board game. Let's see what came up. Now, we have games I didn't even I didn't even suspect we had. So we have Twilight Struggle available for sale. We have Space Hulk, of course. We have Blood Bowl, of course. We have Uno, Sentinels of the Multiverse. We have Risk, of course. We have Talisman. We have Boss Monster. We have Magic the Gathering 2014, Duels of the Planeswalker. The Game of Life, Sam, official 2016 edition. Fantastic. Yep. We have Hive. We have Ludo Supreme. We have quite possibly one of my most, the favorite things I found, which was Chess 2, the sequel. <laughs> which is a six ways to play. There is Classic, the original army from Classic Chess and the only army with a queen. There are two kings game. Two warrior kings with a powerful attack and extra move. There is Empowered. Bishops, knights, and rooks gain each other's movement powers when adjacent. Animals. A wild mix of atypical attacks that are difficult to defend against. Nemesis. Focused attack on the enemy king for those who prefer checkmates. And Reaper. Haunted army with teleportation and immortality. (laughs) That sounds rubbish. Well, it's there if you want it. Yeah, if you want to buy it. Chess 2, the sequel. Um, 
Um, Digi Diced, another uh, another company, another uh, video company, has Terra Mystica, uh, another very yeah. big cube playing game. They um, have Le Havre, Patchwork, and Agricola, all creatures big and small. Yeah, there's, there's tons out there. It, it is crazy. Uh, and, and there's a lot of these things that I think... Um, I probably wouldn't play on PC. I'd definitely play on iPad. You know, I can definitely see myself with an iPad playing a lot of football games and things. Yeah. I see myself playing tons of small worlds, to be okay, honest. Yeah. Um, and it's also worth noting that many of these things as well, like especially Ticket to Ride and Small World, um, all the expansions are out there as well. Carcassonne as well. Yeah, like you, you buy the obviously base game and then there's tons of in-app purchases for the rest of the game. Um, it's huge, really, and it obviously must make a, a lot of money for the companies. Absolutely. Must be very successful. Um, I mean, I Talisman as well from Fantasy Flight Games, no longer with them. Um, be interesting to see what um, Games Workshop do with it. Yep. Um, I mean, I'm, there's a cynical part of me that's going, is it because they're taking the, you know, they're, they're trying to get in a slice of what Tabletop Simulator and Tabletopia is yeah. because they are doing. No, I think that is part of it. The, that obviously, Tabletop Sim's there and you can mod it for, for free. You know, and you can download all these games and mods that people have made for free. Um, and actually, games companies are thinking, wait a minute, we can make that and we can sell that. Yeah. And we can just make it look a bit nicer and interact with it a bit better. And we can make money from it. As and an people example, are doing that. As an example, um, Retro Epic Software. And I would just like to point out, um, Spot It has now downloaded. Oh, fantastic. So I'm going to load that up and this is going to be the best um, live play audio <laughs> only <laughs> thing we've ever done. <laughs> God, that's going to be terrible. It's just going, ah, oh, ah, oh, hand. We'll play as a guest at the moment. Play as a guest, okay. So, uh, Retro Epic Software has just uh, funded Flashpoint Fire Rescue, the uh, the video game. Mm-hmm. Which I'm very, I'm, I'm, I haven't backed it, but I'm very interested in it because I like Flashpoint and I think it'd be good to play. I, I can pl- See, I can play it on Tabletop Simulator. That is the sound of Spot It. Um, that just sounds like ice ice. So, oh, oh, by the way, I, I now have ruling on what a, what a double is. Oh, what so is do you know the, the hand that is the logo of the yes. game? That is a double. Welcome to the world of doubles. Hello, my name is Dobbly, is what he's saying to me at the moment. Um, I will show you how to become a champion. Come on, Dobbly. I just call that, double. Dobbly. Just call that double hand. Let's do this. Um, Come on, Sam. Let's 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 keep keeping them. So keeping you can the game. see the opponent's disc, find the symbols, and make pairs and score points. So again, we're just playing double. Um, get higher score, higher score, and beat your opponent. So you do it by just finding those, you matching those symbols. Boom. Oh, and then you get mega power ups, huge combos. Um, it is slightly different. It's, um, you know, I'm, I'm clicking things and finding. I don't know how this is good listening. I'm very sorry. If this it's it's not, so I'm going to continue. Um, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a bit of the, bit of the back. Uh, I'm going to not backtrack. I'm going to flip it around a little bit and go, well, what about video games licensed as board games? Now I that's won. Again. I won. You won. Well done, Sam. You won the thing. You I won win the a, thing. You win a thing. Uh, now, obviously, this is getting... Bigger now we've got Hand of Fate, which was a deck building game, which is actually one of the few deck building games I'll play uh, on PC. Which was now bring out a game Hand of Fate or- Ordeals. Was, I really liked that game. Uh, the dealer was fantastically sarky. The combat wasn't great, but it was it was an enjoyable. Yeah, I've got a friend who who played it and was very interested. And actually, this is a friend who who um, got me. Um, 
Pathfinder Adventure card game. Nice. For, for my birthday, they played Hand of Fate, and um, not really a, a tabletop game of themselves, but kind of was interested in um, knowing if something like Hand of Fate existed in yeah in the real world. In the real world. And found um, found, found Pathfinder. Found Pathfinder. Um, but anyway, Hand of Fate. I've, yeah, Hand of Fate ordeals, which looks quite nice. Uh, we've got the game, uh, not Game of Thrones. Uh, Dark Souls. I don't know yes. why I said Game of Thrones. Dark Souls board game, you know, another table-destroying game with huge miniatures. Of course, it wouldn't be Kickstarter game without miniatures. Um, yeah. But and obviously made, made, an in, made an insane amount of money very quickly. Oh. Um, I think it was like a million overnight, wasn't oh, it? It was something like stupid something like that. Like that. Um, going back to Hand of Fate quickly, though, um, I find it very interesting that Hand of Fate is a, a video game that kind of uses board game aesthetic. Oh, absolutely. Um, and presents itself as a card game. Obviously, um, for you're, you're a huge just, amount of the game, you were just sitting at a table with a, a dealer, a hooded, being masked dealer in front of you who is dealing you cards. I mean, you make up a deck of encounters that you're going to face, and you make up a, a deck of items that you're going to get: weapons, armor, and yeah. And I find it interesting, but whereas like Dark Souls and, and things like that are obviously video games that have now been made into a board game, mm-hmm. where but whereas Hand of Fate kind of has those book. It's a board game in a video becoming game. Becoming a board game. Becoming a, yeah, and I find that very interesting. And that's finished on Kickstarter, am I right? Uh, just I just about finished? Just about finished on Kickstarter. Um, yeah, it'd be very interesting to see that. Um, other things, um, you know, video games to board game adaptations um, that we've talked about in the past, things like XCOM. Of course. Um, have you played that yet? I've still not played XCOM. We'll play it at some point. I know. Um, Civilization. Yeah, and I think this is something that's had obviously varying amounts of success, and um, sometimes it depends what the, who the company is, what, but also what the, what the video game is as well. I've heard very actually mixed things about Dark Souls, and that it's not a fantastic board game. You know, it is very grindy, um, as kind of Dark Souls is, but in a video game that's very different. Um, it's very di- grinding, I think, in a video game basically playing the same thing or doing the same thing over and over again to get points and get better yourself so you can finally defeat something. In a video game, it's a very different experience than it is in a board game. Because in a board game, what you're probably doing is just repeating actions or something, and, it, and that can't be particularly fun, and it might be quite boring and repetitive. Um, yeah. So I'm interested to see ultimately how that yeah, goes. Again, you could call it shameless. I mean, we haven't played a lot of these, and you know, it's, it, you could argue it's not fair to talk about them. But you know, just passing mention things like Doom, uh, the board game Bioshock Infinite, obviously. Gears yeah. War, uh, Assassin's Creed uh, Arena. The Witcher. I said, I said uh, yeah, Gwent, the, the Witcher game, Portal game, uh, Gears of War. But do you think there's a reason why we haven't Starcraft? played a lot of these? Yeah, because they might be rubbish. Completely, because there's. Oh. Again, do you there think there's be, the, this there might be, and I might just be being a cynical bastard. But do you think? But there's a reason why we think they're rubbish, and that's because I think they're licensed games, and we're thinking it's a cash grab. And I think in the in these days where board games obviously are getting better and m- much better, far better, and actually much they're putting better. thought into them, and they are creative and different, and you know you can have something like XCOM, which is a tie-in to a video game that pushes the boundaries on what a co-op game can be. Which I think is fantastic. Uh-huh. Which is where you're actually getting very good innov- innovative mechanics from from franchises and from tie-ins and things like that. And, it, and it's something that never used to happen where 
I suppose the only thing you would get is maybe a Monopoly version and, and things yeah. like that, or, or oh, version plant, of Cluedo. Plant. Plants versus zombies risk. Hell yeah! Oh, mate. That'd be hilarious. Scaled to two for only two players. It's all right. Second, several game types. Yeah. You know, that actually looks quite cute. It's like silly. And this is the thing I find with Risk as well. Star Wars Risk that came out two years ago now. Um, to coincide with Force Awakens. But was based on Return of the Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> um, said Risk on the box, but wasn't a game of Risk. You know, it, it used rolling D6s in in combat, but it wasn't Risk. And I think that is Hasbro having a license for something and making a board game, but actually ultimately they feel for some reason that they have to put one of their licenses on it to sell it. So if you've got Plants vs. Zombies there, and, oh, we've made a game of Plants vs. Zombies, but we don't think it will sell, and they just say, oh, just slap the word risk on it, but ultimately it probably isn't going to be a risk game. It might actually be pretty good. And I can see something like Plants vs. Zombies working in a board game. Yeah, could actually. Yeah. You know. I mean, it's a simple tower defence. Yeah, ultimately it's like, it is. Look at Castle Panic. Yeah, completely. Um, if you've got any thoughts about any... Uh, video game board game adaptations you think I think are good or you think we're talking nonsense you think we should play um, just send us a message you know meeplepeople.podcast at gmail.com yeah um, Facebook Meeple People Podcast yeah um, that's it isn't it um, yeah I've got Instagram as well oh, I think yeah, we're Meeple People Instagram Podcast us, on there Instagram us with a picture of the board game go and play this you idiots yeah just do anything you want I want to do anything and write to us somehow yeah maybe it'll get there semaphore Carrier Pigeon? Um, Sam and Jamie, Sam, Edinburgh. <laughs> Sam, and Jamie. Sam and Jamie, Edinburgh. Who knows, it might get there. Type in the Meeple People podcast, see what happens. Um, of course, and go even further back, you know, the, the video game explosion of the 80s. Explosion, the birth of video games. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, MB, that uh, game, I don't think it's folded now, sadly, Milton Bradley, acquired the license for some interesting games, including the Pac-Man board game and the Donkey Kong board game. Now, I've just had a quick look at them on BGG. <laughs> Donkey, it, I, know, I know I don't pay attention to, like, as gospel. Donkey Kong rank overall, 12,495. Pac-Man, 13,745. These were never meant to be, um, you know, this is in a different time. No, I know, it's a completely different um, time. But I just think it's just quite interesting and kind of funny. No, completely, it's, it's um, fantastic. Pac-Man, Pac-Man is like... I don't want to say a fully 3D board, but it's like it 3D. It looks great. It's like 3D ghosts, 3D Pac-Men that gobble up things. Um, I was at Play Expo recently, and they oh, were... Just, yeah. uh, and, and I saw these, you know, out for, for playing. I, I didn't play them because we were playing other things. Like Got a the, bit of a Hungry Hippos vibe going uh, on. Apparently it plays like a very slowly, very slow Hungry Hungry Hippos. That's brilliant, though. You know, I'd, I'd love a little game of Pac-Man. And Donkey Kong is based on the first level of Donkey Kong. Yep, of course. Um... 100 meters, I think it is. It's the, the the famous one. And it's, yeah, you're all little jump men in various you're colors. Climbing up, trying to avoid the barrels. All going, uh, uh, uh. Yep, it's it's a bit like snakes and ladders, except yep. it's barrels. Can and you can you grab a hammer and smash some guys up? I assume or? you can, because this is, you know, what I'm going to be faithful to. I hope it. so. Yeah. Um, and then you, re- then you remember that this, you know, it's not just video games but you've got the apprentice board game and you've got you know games like <laughs> there's a vanilla ice electronic rap game it's fantastic it's, it's a, it's a it's lovely world or downton abbey in. the board game and stuff like that it's like yeah no there's there's so many things um i'm not i'm not yeah. just i'm not 
I'm not um, discarding them out of hand just because they're licenses. I just kind of go, mm, well, I'm a bit more wary. Um, just go back. I saw you had, oh, I think you've closed it, which was the best, um, the top video game to board game licenses. I, this, was, this was according to Games Radar. Um, and I'll just, 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 um, just read them out. And absolutely. I'll, just, I'll, I'll go back to the very beginning. So we've got uh, XCOM the board game. It's fantastic. It, it, it looks really nice. I don't know why I've never really interested in XCOM. Um, uh, the Witcher adventure game. Well, Fantasy Flight Games, I've never played it. Uh, Portal, the uncooperative cake acquisition game. It's Portal. I've, ah, cake is I've a lie. It. It, uh, it doesn't look fantastic. No. It's not really, it doesn't seem to be like a Portal game or anything. It, it seems it's a bit puzzly. Yeah, it is, it's it's puzzly. Puzzly. I guess that is. Which is great. That's what Portal is. Assassin's Creed Arena. Looks horrible. Um, well, it takes about half an hour to finish. Looks... Okay. Very simple. Gears of War board game. Heard good things about it, to be honest. Don't know it, sorry. Bioshock Infinite, Siege of Columbia. Civilization board game. I own, and it's, it's all right. I've played a few times. All right. Starcraft, the board game. I've never know. played Starcraft. Street, Street Fighter, Fighter deck game. building game. I think it's a deck builder. Turn-based card game, pretty much. Uh, yeah, nothing's really ro- making my socks roll up and down. World of Warcraft, the board game. That's an old one, that one. Yeah. You get nearly a thousand different cards, tokens, chits, figures, and other components. Game takes at least four hours. Um, <laughs> See, if it was good, I'd give it a go. I wouldn't mind that. I'm up for longer games. I, I think if it, it's good, I think it needs to be game dependent because yeah, I can't. Yeah, Resident Evil deck building game. It's a huge box. Yeah, uh, basically it's Dominion, but Resident Evil. And Doom the board game. Heard, heard good things about yeah, it. Yeah, I've heard that's very good. Uh, Angry Birds Knock on Wood. It looks cute. It looks like a little dexterity game. And Plant vs. Zombies Risk. Which I kind of want to play now, to be honest. I'll get you it for your birthday, Sam. Thank you very much. I'm... It's not a new thing. It's nothing groundbreaking. Like, we're not breaking the bank by going, Oh, look at all these. These are weird. And how strange. And, oh, it's, it's a really trying time. Um, I just think it's... It's interesting just to see how this has shifted back again, how it's so popular once more. No, completely. Yeah. Um, I think it's really interesting. Um, whether it... Whether it works... I thing, you've got a lot of people doing it, but obviously we don't know how successful it is, how... Obviously, people are going to want to play board games, I think. And I think... I went through a big period of playing lots of Tabletop Simulator because I was living on the other side of the country to the people I was playing the games with. Yeah. And that's you what know? I'm still occasionally doing. I've been playing... A couple and that's of why games. it's really good. Yeah, and it's... it's uh, yeah. Obviously, I'd rather play a board game, Absolutely. a physical thing, but there's definitely room for it. And I think where companies can make their own versions of this, where they can update just the user interface and the graphics, and they can put a few animations in there and make it, you know, really make it stand out. Mm-hmm. And things is 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 fantastic, um, and I'm all for it. I'm I'm absolutely all for it. I mean, this is this is. Don't take this away. Going, oh, we think tabletop games should be for the table only. No, no, no. Diversify, evolve. And you the get people into it. You know. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, if you play Pandemic on PC, you might then think you might do a bit of research and then go out and buy Pandemic Legacy. I, I was thinking have of a good time with that. I was thinking of something. 
if it could work and I, I, I it, it, it wouldn't work. And I know that's really cryptic. Basically, it was a thought for a second of, could you do a pandemic legacy video game? And I went, I just thought, not really. No, I think you could. You Why could? not? Um, it'd be a video game. It'd be it a video game. Just be a video game with a storyline. Yeah, I guess it would just be a video game. No reason you couldn't, I yeah. think. You'd just have a beginning, middle and end. No? Yeah. No, it would. Exactly. That's exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. That's exactly what it would be. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying it wouldn't work. I'm just kind of... Well, I would just say it wouldn't work. But I mean, it wouldn't work in the same way. Yeah, no, I get you. Um, but I'm just waffling now. Anyway, and that's our main segment, really. Yes. So now we're going to move on to um, what we've what, been playing. What we've been playing. So what have we been playing? We've been playing a game that we were very excited about not too oh, long yes. ago. I finally found a copy of it. We found I found a copy of Magic Maze from Sit Down Games. And oh my, is it fantastic. It is a very, very good game. Um, is it going to win the Spiel de Yaris? I don't think so. I don't reckon it will. Um, but wait, what's it up against again? Up against uh, El, the road to, or the El Dorado deck building game from Rana Canizia and Bruno Catala's King Domino. Oh, I can't see him with a chance. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'd but love it too. I'd love it too. I, I, I really enjoy it. Um, it's just completely... It's manic in a good way. It's fantastic. Um, I know, yeah, I, know I don't the, know if I can... This isn't great us just going, oh, they're amazing, oh, it's amazing. No, it's, as we said before, you know, it's... Fantasy cliches, lost their, lost their equipment, are trapped in a shopping mall, and they've got to try and get their equipment um, and get out. But it's a tile-laying game. You're all playing together. There's no turns. There's only a three-minute time limit. You're all moving at the same time. You can only control a direction and maybe an action. That you so, yeah, you don't control a character yourself. You control a direction. So you can move any of the characters along the grid of the, of the board um, in the direction that you... And the car, uh, cardinal... Control. Points, the compass points. And... This is all done in silence. Absolutely. Well. And no, you have to... No physical or verbal communication. There are two ways to get someone to do something you want. One, this is according to the rules, is stare at them intently. Or... <laughs> or use this big red pawn and just bang it in front of them. Now, I don't know if we were... Um, I think it might the rules and bending the rules. And we were saying, right... One, because you can, um, there's spots around the board that let you flip the timer back, so it gives you more time, and also lets you talk for a small period of well, time. Well, no, it lets you talk for as long as you want, but while you're talking... The timer's ticking. Yeah. And as soon as someone makes a move, you have to go back into silence. Now, we were saying, um, sometimes you, you just really want someone to get to a timer because you've noticed that the timer's about to run out, and you need that to be refreshed. And other people might not notice that. And you might notice that they're right next to a timer re re refresh point, but th they haven't seen that. So we were saying, right, if someone bangs the pawn once in front of you, do that's, something. that's to do something to do with the characters. If someone starts rapidly tapping it in front of you, just like that, that is the timer. Basically, you can get to a timer spot. Please take us to a timer spot. We, we haven't got long. And... I don't know if that level of communication, that kind of planning is allowed in the game. I take it it's not. I take it we were kind of cheating there. But um, I reckon that is imaginative cheating mm. and bending of the rules. Um, but no, it was a fantastic game. We didn't see all it had to offer because it 
it kind of evolves as you play through the scenario book, really. It calls it a scenario book, but really like what it is, is it's it's an introduction of rules and new things to do and character abilities and just complexities, really. New complexities on the board, more cards. There's like 24 tiles on it. You start with about 10 of them and, and you finish kind of the, the, the main port. You get all the rules out the way with about 18 tiles done. Yeah. And then the rest are just adding to add extra complexity to the game. And it's fantastic. And when, you know, um, we, we spent the, f- the first maybe two games we played, we probably didn't win. And, but we were enjoying it and we were learning. And we finally clicked into it. And then you win a few games and it's fantastic. And then we hit, we hit, a, we hit a, a brick wall. As the complexities just got more complex. Um, so, so yeah, that was... Um, it just got to a point where we just weren't winning. It was really tough. But it got to the point where we... We were so close we to so winning, close and we're just like, oh, we can do well, this. We found all the places where they had to take the stuff, and they, they'd got the stuff, and it was getting to their exits, and it just didn't come together. And there was a lot of kind of, because you can't talk in the game, there was a lot of us beforehand saying, right, this is the way we're going to operate as a team. And this know, is the way we're going to deal with this puzzle. I believe it was the great, late, great Robert Burns who said, the best laid plans of mice and men are very easily messed up when some people forget to talk. Yeah, um, and it was yeah we had a break wall, but it was it was saying it, things like right we're gonna move everyone like from this one, one side further, up yeah and it just went oh. and saying like right now we once everyone's got their things we are going to find a timer we're gonna talk as soon as we can and then but it was it would just be these things that we said we would do and this is how we're going to deal with it once we reach this stage we're gonna work from left to right and we're not gonna going to go crazy on everything. We're just going to control one person at a time and get that person to their exit very quickly and then move on to the next person we without doing this crazed kind of everyone moving everyone. And we um, went crazy. And obviously it just falls apart and you don't stick to those plans. And But it's fantastic. Our, f- our friend uh, Scott, who was just watching us play, went, I was doing other things. It looks like a great game, but also the most annoying game to not play because every now and again you just hear that... It's just a table of silence apart from a piece of wood being banged against a table for yep. 15 minutes. Um, yeah, we were, we were finding that a game will last 15 minutes. About that. Which is fantastic. That's brilliant. Mm. Um, really does, like does, that. does not outstay its welcome. And also, again... But we got, played for like two hours. Yeah, it's got that adaptive difficulty in that if you want to, you know, if you want to just have a very simple, quick game, there you go, there's all stuff you did. Like, I played uh, an introductory game with uh, Ian from the Giant Brain, mm-hmm. um, and we just played the very, very simple. How one. did you find it? Um, I think he enjoyed it, yeah. um, but it is again that stressful moment because it was just two of us. So it was just like huh, the pawn was getting passed back and forth. And yeah. I was like, I want to tell him the time was about to run out. He was passing it to me, and I was, oh. Well, there was <laughs> there's just fantastic things as well. Like obviously, you know what you're doing, and you've got maybe a special power, and you've got a direction that you use. But then there's things like every time this happens in the game, you have to move your directions around so you're cons- you're suddenly controlling another direction and another superpower and you you forget yeah and it's, it's happened but to it's adapt. brilliant yeah, it I, really is brilliant. i'm i'm, I'm um, very impressed by it. i think the box looks yeah that was the, the, bo- the box looks it, it's white it it's looks unfinished white. it looks unfinished it looks like the if you look at the the front cover it looks like a children's game and That's we were very not to say kids can't play it i think they could play it i just think they'd probably get annoyed very we quickly. were a little bit kind of Baffled at the theme, being set in a mall. I, I would quite find that. Like quite funny. I like it, 
And it's nice, but I think because there's nothing to add to that theme necessarily, and to, because you're not talking, and because there's no real storyline, it's it was just a bit odd. Yeah, that's fair enough. It worked. You know, it's perfectly fine. It's great. Yeah, um, I just I just think that the box art and it's great to look at the. Look at the tiles because oh. you you don't have time in the no. game to look at the Intr- board. Intricate little art, intricate little art on the tiles, which are really nice and really nice. Um, Some great puns, puns, references, and stuff. And oh, there's Conan buying a sword. Yeah, or oh, there's Cthulhu in a sauna, or whatever, and just things like that. It's great. It's nice, it's nice. Um, now, just after we record our last podcast, a couple of days later, Sam and I got to take part in Time Stories. Yeah. The first adventure. Now, we've been looking forward to this for quite a while. We, had, we ended up playing in, was it four players? Four player game. Four player game. With someone kind of acting with someone as a DM. G- yeah, someone GMing yeah. it basically for us. Um, so they read the cards that came up. Yeah, which worked. Was which worked. And kind of just acted as a rules clarification because yeah. none of us read the rule book. He just kind of sat there and told us, okay, this is how you make these roles, this is how you do this, and, and, was, and it helped, it was I good. was really interested because, obviously, if you look at, for example, Dice Tower, Tom Vassell loves Time Stories. Yeah. Loves Time Stories. And then what's the Shut Up and Sit Down review, and they were like, this is not anywhere near worth the hype, it's not a great game. Um, so it was interesting seeing a very balanced, uh, coming with a more balanced view. Yeah, um, and it's interesting going into yourself, and I was kind of hyped about it initially. Oh, I, I, I was absolutely hyped, because it was just great fun. Initially, I was going to buy it. Okay. Um, this is when it first came out. Yeah. And I think I, I was going to buy it as well, yeah. I kind of discovered the whole only play it once kind of aspect to it um, that we definitely thought about after we played it. Um, and it's there, and it's kind of this thing we, we were talking about Unlock and those those games where you buy them and you play them once. And it's, an, it's an evolution of board games. I think something is changing. The fact is that um, there, was, there was a really good uh, video essay that uh, Quinn's from Shut Up and Sit Down did, and he answered a question about it, mm-hmm. and it was like evolving board games. And he said, you know, it's a, it's a useful fact. The fact is that with this, you're allowing a story to progress, you're allowing things to happen, whereas with a lot of board games, you know, it. In some ways, yeah, it's all yeah. worthless because you reset to reset yes. to, to year zero. And I think people are liking story-driven games, and and I love it. It's yes. fantastic. And, I you think know, the, and I the think game, yourself game... being very RPG-focused as well, yes. um, it's a big draw for you. I thought it was great. Um, the first time I played a man in a wheelchair, which I thought would be fine, and then turned out it was absolutely useless. And then I played, a, then I played. I think it was a boxer or a guy with no nose, and <laughs> I died. <laughs> Came back to life and died immediately again, <laughs> because um, because something I didn't enjoy about it, and that was a lot of the skill checks are dice rolling. Now, nothing wrong about dice rolling to pass skill checks, but it was that kind of you roll because the whole game is about using time as a resource. Yeah, you had a certain amount of time. You won't, as I the first playthrough, unless you know what you're doing, and if you do that, then you're kind of cheating. But you're not going to play. Hmm. You're not going to get through once you can, you play the same scenario again and again. And yeah, again. there's a lot of needing to go back in time and find out. Okay, no, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Or okay, that's a red herring. We don't really need to go to that room. Yeah. There's nothing for us there. And things. Um, we, we, Which is really interesting. I loved say, it. To say we played the first, uh, the first scenario that comes in the box, which is set in an asylum. Because it's of course it the is. Asylum, isn't it? I what think. is it? Just called the asylum. It's called something like that. It's the creepy asylum because oh no, we've never played in games <laughs> there before. 
But it was good. But I did was, enjoy no, it. No, you know, I, I know. I'm being, I'm being a bit harsh. It was really good fun. My issue with it was because time is a resource and you're rolling dice to pass a skill check and it's like blank, blank, one success, two success, bad stuff, bad stuff. It's something like that. Yeah. And it was like, okay, you roll this. Um, you rolled no successes and by okay, you do nothing. Okay, let's do it again next time. Okay, you roll. No successes. Yeah. Okay. And it just it just felt felt like you're rolling dice. It felt like rolling dice for the sake of rolling dice. There were times that it was kind of fun and kind of cool. And this is where I like the um like the system Arkham Horror LCG uses, which is um, you've got tokens in a bag, and that can be changed in what game you're playing as well, which is nice. You know, with time stories, you're just going to be rolling those dice. Yeah. I suppose they could. But the, fa- the fact is, add the fact things is, in I, I, I know that I think we spent a couple of times where we were just stuck on. I don't know. I think it was like breaking something open. That's not. A spot. I'm trying not to spoil this as best I can, um, because we couldn't roll the dice. Yeah. We rolled the dice and we didn't roll well enough. And we spent like two or three time increments out of like 20, 30. Yeah. Just, just doing that. And it was just like, well, this is really boring. Mm. Like it was a point where I just went, oh, I'm, I'm not. Into-. And I can laugh about the, you know, I, I can laugh about the fact that I died, came back and then died immediately again. Yeah, but it was still that kind of oh, I, I I rolled, and I did nothing. But it definitely feels like you were playing through a story, which absolutely I was very story driven, and you felt like you a were multi, a character. A multi layered story. story, which was really good fun. And and then right at the end, my favorite thing was, and I think they needed to do more of this, and it's sad that there wasn't, but there was a great puzzle. Oh, that puzzle! At the end. There was a fantastic puzzle there. It was amazing. Um, and it worked really well and had us, you know, it had all four of us scrawling on pieces of paper. Because basically the theory is when you go back in time, obviously you can write down a piece of paper. It's always handy to have a, pe- always handy to have a piece of paper. And you're allowed to write things that you come across during, that you want to remember. Your event, but your as event. soon as you go back in time, you forget these things. Or you basically, you've got to memorize what you can. And it was basically, we had a sheet of paper and it was like, roll on, okay. Right, are we all about to start? Okay, flip it over, and we immediately and you have to wrote down as much as we could. And you can obviously remember what was on that piece of paper, and you can rewrite that, but you're not allowed to look at that piece of paper. As soon as you go back in time, you just get rid of it. You're not allowed to see that again. Um, which, again, is mega interesting. And you've got me <laughs> at the end. who just has nothing in front of them. It's like, oh, everyone else has got it. Sam's I'm just like, going to oh, coast through care. this. I'm like, Sam, can you memorize this? No, I don't care. I don't care. It came to it. <laughs> it wasn't I don't care. It was just like, nah, I got a few things in my head. And the one thing we needed was the thing that Sam needed to memorize. But we got it. We it got fine. it. I know. Got there in the end. I know. Um, yeah, okay. And it was a brilliant, brilliant puzzle. It was a fantastic puzzle. But, and I wanted more things like that. You know, that's what I really liked about the Unlock games, where actually there was a few bits in there of just fantastic just puzzles. The, the, bits, the bits where you just went... Oh no! Okay, no. Are they? Wow. Okay. Yeah, and it's a sense of achievement as well. I think when you're fighting something by rolling dice, there isn't that achievement because you know you haven't really done anything. You've rolled some dice and you've got the results you need. Whereas with a puzzle, it's actually you and your group. A sense of satisfaction that you have actually you actually used logic and 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 cunning, not cunning, but yeah, you've logic and data to get through. We were clever guys. We we did the thing. Is is a great feeling. Yeah, um, we were pointed in that direction. It was fine. Um, I'm not. In, I want to play it again. I don't want to play the second one because I'm I cannot f- be bothered with zombies. And apparently, there's a lot of fighting. 
but we you don't have to play them in order which is fantastic that's good but again I... it's just it's just right we're doing this thing now where we're saying buy it play it forget it yeah play, play it. it don't i wouldn't say buy it unless you are really unless okay unless you are with a group of if you're a group of people who really enjoy and you're going to split kind of like the, the price. And if you, say if you want to split the price, or like you know, some of you chip in for the, uh, the first one, which you'll get the first case. Yeah, I'd say then, if you can if work you, it if, out if you guys, that you're paying like five quid each. You guys like chip in for the the previous expan the later expansions. Um, it, uh, these do mean that you're going to get to play them once. But I, I think have to say though, if you can work it out where you're paying five pounds a person ish, it's a really good evening. Absolutely. Like you've got three, four hours of game. Definitely three hours we, of game. I think we there. took about three hours to play it. And yeah, we, it was like three uh, three hours of run, that's, basically, that, wasn't that's it? Not, that's oh, an th- hour per I, I, run. Hopefully it's not, not giving anything away, but I think we ended up going back in time. Twice. Uh, well, we, we, did it, we did the whole thing through three times. Yeah. And that's... And an hour through each playthrough, uh, but it was absolutely fantastic. So enjoyable. Yeah. Um, okay. We'd love to play more, but again, it's just not having that box and not really wanting to pay for it really yeah, but i really want to play it yeah but is it worth that much money for one person to spend i, I don't think it is no i i, I would say no but uh, yeah if you have mates and are up for it yeah chip in together for it absolutely right the final thing uh final th- yeah final thing um we've talked previously about firefly the board game um i see a lot of people really like it i'm personally i bought it years ago i thought you know i because i liked firefly I played it and I was like, "Oh, this is this is okay." You know, it takes a while. It's it's all right. And then I played it with a group of more people, and I kind of went. Uh, I've played it. I'm uh, um, not with you guys. I played it um, like three years ago now, two three years ago. Yeah. Um, I think I played it once with just the base set, and then I've played I played a seven player game with all the expansions, Jamie. I do not envy you, I'm f- I have to say. It took a long time. Yeah, I bet uh, it There's did. a lot of downtime in between your turns, especially in a seven-player game. Um, the idea is it presents itself as kind of like a sandbox game yeah. where you can kind of do what you want to an extent. Um, and it's all right. If people wanted to play it, I'd play it. I probably wouldn't buy it. But anyway. But we're trying to find something new. Not so much a pick-up and delivery game because it's essentially what Firefly is. Yes, there's PvP, but you have to get the expansion and also this card. You can't yeah. just PvP whenever you feel like it. Which... Understand, but also at the same time, it's kind of that kind of cowboy, piratey kind of thing. You just go, well, what if I want to just jump that person? Mm. So we tried, we tried looking for this, and we found Merchants and Marauders, which is from Z-Man Games, um, and, and it's it, existed for a long time. It's existed for quite a while, and is pirates. It is. It is pirates. Set in the well, Caribbean. it's merchants and marauders. Yes, exactly. Um, set in the Caribbean. It, it is set in the Caribbean. Golden Age of piracy. Golden Age. From yes, it's from Z-Man Games. Casper Agart. Two thousand and ten. Christian Markerson. Uh, designers, artist Ben Nelson and Chris Williams. Nice. Asma Day Z-Man Games. Um, beautiful board. You know the Caribbean. You are essentially you can start off as either merchants or you can start, but yeah, you start off as merchants, and at any time you basically can decide to yeah, attack well, ships. Instantly, you can just choose. Start. I'm going to be a pirate. Yeah. yeah. So you get a choice of two ships to start off with, which is nice. You can be a little maneuverable sloop, or you can be less maneuverable, more cargo carrying flute. And you can set off. Uh, you you get you get a captain. You draw a random captain. You've got a unique ability where you start your stats, which is quite nice. Again, a bit like Firefly. 
um, and then you are pretty much set loose on the Caribbean Sea um, in the midst between four different nations. And it's enjoyable. It really is. I mean, there's pickup and delivery like Firefly, but it's not so much. Go yeah, to there's, here there's and go a here. nice goods system. Yep, the goods the goods system is every every island in the Caribbean, every port has what a uh, goods in demand, which and they'll pay double for. Yep. And if you have them, you can go to them and sell them. Okay, but well, as I'm soon as you give them what they're in demand of, they'll be in demand of something yeah. new. So each island is constantly kind of changing what they're wanting and things, and it's just a nice little addition little, and little and change and pretty much any point you can decide there, there's um, tokens on the board to represent merchant ships and you can pick them up and go right, okay I'm going to look for a merchant ship to attack and you can do a, you raid a merchant ship and if ever nation you raid um, you gain a bounty from them you become a pirate and what does being a pirate mean the pirates don't attack you but what does else does it mean if there are any navy ships and oh boy there are navy ships circling around the Caribbean they will come they use you. an AI movement it's yep, worth mentioning quite nice and they will come for you, and they will kill you, because combat in this game is brutal. Mm. I mean, it is it is very possible, very easy for you to die very quickly in this game. Yeah. No, completely. Yeah. Um, so it's it's balancing, you know, staying out of range of 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 the enemy of the, the the navy. Of course, you can attack the navy, and if you take their ship, if you defeat them, um, you can board their ship, and you can take their ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's really good fun because then you can start off with the game like um, our friend Ross, not Digby Ross, <laughs> who I know we, we've got a couple of Rosses, who we was playing um, the four player game. It was me, Sam, Ross, and um, Sam, Rhiannon. Sam Rhiannon, Thank you, sorry, <laughs> And Ross was in his little maneuverable pirate sloop, and he attacked a, a, a frigate, I think yeah, it was a Spanish frigate, just, um, yeah. and he and he took it. And like the second turn of the game, he had a frigate. We were like, oh my god. And this is. The thing that got interesting for me now. So we were all kind of merchants, and I, I made a fair bit of money, you know, and the, the idea was you get 10 points, and you get points from various things. You can yeah. get points from trading goods. You can get points from fighting and yeah. winning a fight. Um, Glory points, you get you get them from... Uh, the way I got them in the first game I played was just me and Ross, which was you get th- deliver three or more in-demand goods cards to a port. Mm-hmm. So it's again, it's fulfilling that it's entirely possible to win the game as a merchant. You don't need to be a pirate at all. Um, yeah, and, and that's, that's quite nice, quite nice balance for that as well. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. If you, if you a PC or an NPC, if you find because you can get there's missions that are on the ma- on the map, which are things like escorting people to another island, or you can become a privateer, mm-hmm. or. Um, just lots of things like buried treasure. You also have things like rumors, which you can find on ports, and you go to a specific sea zone, it's called, and do a specific action, and it's a little bit of nice little flavorful text. It's really, really good fun, and it's a good... I like the balance in that it's entirely possible to win both as being a pirate and as being a merchant. Yeah. I had some very bad draws in our game, so I... Yeah. <laughs> just wasn't... I was just like... Oh, It was an it was an interesting game. I really, I was really enjoying it, and then it kind of ended, didn't it? Um, yeah, it just kind of went. Well, but. Ross just revealed, I've got ten glory. I was like, oh, oh, okay, and it kind of felt like we were halfway through our game. Yep. Um, I guess it was kind of interesting as well because every character, every player has a treasure chest, like an actual tactile treasure chest, and you can secret in your home port, you can secretly store money in it. Mm. Every 10 points, every 10 gold you store is worth a glory point. But you secretly hide that. No one knows apart from you. 
and then you can just go, well, I've got all this, never mind. Yeah. And I did a bit of that at the end, you know, um, when Ross revealed he had 10 points, I, I was on seven. So I was, ca- I was catching up, but ultimately, yeah. Um, and then we had... And then it it kind of just finished. Because you had the last turn of the game, I was like, well, come on, let's fight, let's do something silly. And you had a frigate. I, I had, had a frigate that had, like, a health left, because <laughs> I found a shipwrecked ship. That was, that was really cool. It was cool. You went there and went, I found a frigate. Wow. And I got a frigate for free. Yeah. But it was knackered. Yeah, and then I was like, come, of it. come at me, bro. Um, and I, I did, I, and, and I died. I, and I killed you. But um, it didn't matter because it was the last turn of the game. Yeah. I just wanted anyway. to do some naval combat because I hadn't done any. But it, it was a cool game. Um, definitely kind of I would see it as a replacement for Firefly and things like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, um, e- I'm eager to play it again. Yeah. And that's... That's just yeah, that's my we've been playing. Else. Yeah, um, but uh, very quickly, Blood Bowl season is about to start again. Um, we were both wrong in our prediction. As turns out, the Skaven team that was in the semi-finals won. Mm-hmm. It was a very exciting game. So the, the summer season starting next week. Sam's not joining us. I'm not playing. Um, I will be. I will again keep you updated. I think I'm bringing the orcs back after that shocking last season. Hopefully, they'll be able to roll better dice. If not, oh, I might get the dwarves a go. Fair enough. Small tanks. Let's put together a high elf team, but I need more bits. Have fun. Yeah, we'll do. And that's us. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Again, if you have any comments at all, um, you think we're talking rubbish, you think we're talking sense, you want any topics you want us to discuss, please send us messages. Meeplepeople.podcast at gmail.com. Facebook, Podcast. Instagram, same thing. Um, We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. And we are just... Have a lovely time. Play some games. Play some games. Enjoy yourself. See you soon. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye.